Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm going to revisit something we talked about four years ago in the podcast. And I know it's incredible that the podcast has actually been going for four years. And in that four years, we've produced like you know 250 podcasts uh, of various different types, which is um, pretty proud of. So, But in this one, I thought, look, I'd go back and revisit some of the stuff we talked about in previous podcasts, just because... You know, the things have changed or maybe some of the things are the same, but I think always good sometimes to look at look back at stuff and just probably get another bit of a better understanding of it. Anyway, so yeah, we did a podcast back way, way back towards the beginning called um, Five Mistakes Photographers Make. And there's possibly more um people will make, but I think and the these ones are no particular order and like I said, I think they're things that at different times, we've all been kind of probably made these mistakes and and we may not have thought about them as mistakes, but I think it's always good to kind of revisit stuff and think about stuff and, you know, reevaluate how you look at photography and how you look at different various things about photography. So the first one I wanted to throw into the mix, and they're in no particular order, is believing better gear will make you a better photographer. And I think sometimes, you know, there's a... Sometimes you, you'll see a photographer and they've got some really new, brand new, shiny new gear, the, the latest you know camera and the latest lenses and that type of stuff. And sometimes you know it's easy to get a little bit jealous and think, oh, geez, if I had that, I could be, you know, I could be as good as they are. And the reality is that when we've talked about it over the years, we've focused about gear and I suppose the influence of gear on you as a photographer and will it actually make you a better photographer? And, and for a lot of people, and again you know, this is based on my own experiences and my own opinions, is that having better gear won't necessarily make you a better photographer. Um, sometimes having, you know, faster glass will allow you to shoot images that you may not been able to get previously because of, you know, lighting or whatever. But definitely I don't think you should think about photography being a, you're only going to be good at it if you've got the latest gear. And I think it's always nice to have new gear, That don't get me wrong. I think we all love unboxing some new piece of photography equipment and having a play with it and you know discovering what it can do. But at the end of the day, what makes you a better photographer is, I suppose, what's in your head. It's how you apply yourself to photography. It's how you think about the stuff that you shoot and how you work with what you've got. And like I said, sometimes people produce some of the most amazing shots with the very basic, simplest gear because they've been very creative and they've thought about it. How can they squeeze the most out of what they've got or how can they come up with some creative way of shooting something just to get something different? And again, it is really about the photographer. It's really about how you apply yourself. And sometimes you just got to stand back from the gear side of it and not get too wrapped up in what gear you're shooting with. You know, sometimes... If you're shooting with an older body, a lot of people have gone mirrorless. Same as a lot of people still shooting, you know, with uh, DSLRs. And it's almost sometimes some people probably think that they're kind of um, behind the eight ball because they're shooting with a DSLR over mirrorless. And the reality is that that's not the case at all. But if you let yourself think that way, you can very much kind of, I suppose, fall into that trap of thinking that I'm not going to do any good because I just don't have the latest mirrorless camera and you know, all these other photographers got them and, you know, my camera is, you know, four years old and it's just, you know, I can't I can't make great photographs anymore. 
And the reality is people have been able to make great photographs with every camera that's come out. So every camera that – think about this. Every camera that's ever come on the market, at some point some person has created a, a fantastic great image with that camera because that's what that's what they had. That was what was in front of them. That was a piece of equipment they had to to use to capture those images. And I think the thing is, like I said, it, it is one of those really easy traps to fall into about thinking, yeah, if I get better gear, I'm going to become a better photographer. And the reality is for me, the way I see it is, you can be a great photographer with whatever gear you've got. You don't need the latest and greatest. So don't be kind of, I suppose, camera shamed or gear shamed thinking that you need to always have the latest and greatest. When you know the opportunity arises, when you know things are in your favour as finances or whatever, and you can move into newer gear, fantastic. But don't let that kind of hold you back because you're shooting with some older gear. Just enjoy the gear you've got. Like I said, sometimes people love, you know, there's a lot of remote, you know, there's a lot of people now who go back and sourcing out older gear because it shoots in a particular way, and it kind of gives them more satisfaction in shooting because it's. They feel like if they have to work a bit harder for the shot or whatever, and then they become really proud of those, really proud of those images. So there's one point. Like I said, I don't believe better gear will make you a better photographer, as much as it, you know. Like I said, we enjoy having it. I suppose the other big one mistakes that people fall into is, and, and it's kind of a big one. And we, again, we're all guilty at it at some point in our careers as photographers, and that's just not believing in yourself, just not believing in yourself as a photographer and your ability. And again, it's kind of like, I know it's, it's you know, we've talked about on Focus a few times about how photography can become a real head game. And it can become, you can become really, I suppose, disorientated with your place in the world as a photographer. And you can kind of start, I suppose, self-doubting your own ability and, you know, believing in yourself that you actually are, are a good photographer and you can take great shots. And again, it takes time to kind of work through those processes and think about how you, um, I suppose, how you deal with those stresses of, you know, when those thoughts come into your head about not believing in yourself as a great photographer, how do you push those thoughts aside? How do you, how do you manage that? And everyone's going to have to kind of, I suppose, work out their own way of dealing with stuff like that. But there's plenty of, I suppose, information on the internet and there's books and articles about how you can, you know, help build help build that belief in yourself. And I think it's, you know, it's not, you know, you often hear the term about people that, you know, you've got to love yourself first before other people will love you. It's kind of similar in a way that, you know, like I said, if you really start believing in yourself, other people will, will believe in you as well. And that's the thing is if you can believe in yourself and, you know, self-sabotage is a, is a huge problem within photographers and, and in general in the creative, I suppose, in the creative world that people just don't have that true belief that they've you know they're what they're producing is worthwhile and again it takes time to build your to build your resilience and build your i suppose love for the the knowledge that you've got and, and at the same time being able to validate what you're doing like validate that you yourself as a photographer give yourself some self validation give yourself some self um, validation like you know you know pat yourself on the back occasionally and say hey that was a great job you did really well and there's nothing wrong with that and I think that's the thing is that you do have to believe in yourself and you do have to kind of 
you can't, like I said, you can't expect people to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So it's really, it's, it's, you know, it is one of those situations where you have to work over those difficulties and work over those challenges that pop into your head, those thoughts of self-doubt and, and push them aside and work a way to, to basically believe in yourself and, and, and prove what you can do. So I think that's, that's one of the other mistakes that people make. And I think, look, one of the other mistakes that people make quite often is comparing yourself to, to other photographers. And I think this is, a this is again, it's kind of part of that head game that you can get very well, you can go down this rabbit hole where basically you, you start looking at other people's work and you think, oh, look, they're doing fantastic and my work's not even up to that, you know, up to that standard. And I think that's the thing is that if you look at somebody's work and they've been kind of honing their craft for 20 years, and you've only been honing your craft for two years, then that photographer is potentially going to be at a level much higher than you because they've had so much more real-world experience, they've had so much more opportunity to to grow as a photographer and grow their, just grow their experience and grow their confidence as well. So I think it's it's always a dangerous thing to start comparing yourself to other photographers and you know, one of the things we've talked about it many times on on Focus is that you should only be comparing yourself to your previous work. You know, if you look back, you know, 12 months from today and look at the type of stuff you were shooting 12 months from today and look at that, go into your catalogs on your computer and just start pulling out some images and, and looking at them and then go back 12 months from that and then go back for as far as you can, depending on how long you've been shooting. But just keep going back in your archives and just look at where you've come as a photographer. Just look at the changes that you've been able to do with your photography and to look at the way that you've been able to really, I suppose, improve Like because you've been able to learn and you've been able to put that into practice. And sometimes, like I said, we don't see it. So I think it's always like sometimes when you, you know, when you've, you know, if you see somebody very infrequently and over the years you might say you might mightn't have seen a person for 10 years and on a chance meeting you bump into that person and you think oh geez they've they've really changed like they've really looked different but if you talk to their family around them that person's still the same person they haven't changed because those little implemental changes have been kind of you know week on week or month on month go unnoticed when someone's away from someone for a long period of time and obviously you you see this you know accumulated period of time of change this is what happens with photography as well that you have this over time you just evolve as a photographer and you get better and better at what you're doing as a photographer but you don't see that because they're little they're little pieces like they're little week on week you just get a little bit better your your composition is improving your subject choices are improving all the things about your photography are improving but you don't see it but when you look over the long term, when you go back and look backwards in time and look at what you were shooting, like I said, when you first started and look what you shoot today and, and what you now believe is acceptable, like the stuff that you were posting, say, in social media when you first started and you were quite proud of it and rightly so, you should have been proud of it. You you create those things so they, they're your creations. So, But when you look back now and you look at that and sometimes people go, oh, geez, I cringe though, even posted that shot like that's just so bad but that's 
really good because that means you've grown as a photographer and you actually understand more about photography now than you did then. So you actually understand some of those elements that make a great picture. So you now when you look back at stuff, you kind of now have a kind of a um, a better understanding of what what what's required to make a good photograph. And the other thing too is over that time too, you develop your style. And the other thing is you'll, you'll also start to understand the stuff that you like about photography the parts of photography, the elements that you really you really enjoy and you really embrace, and you'll start to see some of those things really starting to shine through in your work. So again, it's it is worthwhile just like I said, going back, have a look at stuff that you've done previously and just see how far you've actually come since you've started photography. And I think these are the things that sometimes we forget and they're easy things to forget. So that's why sometimes it's good to maybe hear someone tell you to you to just reinforce it and like I said, you know, stop comparing yourself to other photographers and just compare from where you've come from to where you are today. And that's that'll give you a really good benchmark of how you're traveling as a photographer and where you're up to. So one of the other, I suppose, things was, and this happens again, it's, again, it's one of these things that we, as photographers, mistakes we make. Sometimes it's overanalyzing what's needed in a photo shoot. So sometimes we overcomplicate stuff when it's not necessary. Because sometimes we'll think, you know, sometimes people's default thing is, I've got to make this grand, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to make it, I've got to make this um, the big hero shot, and I've got to have all these elements in there. So sometimes we can be our own worst enemies because we, we're setting the bar so high and trying to incorporate all these different elements within the shot. Sometimes that's really difficult. So again, it's always good to think about don't overanalyze what's needed to make a great shot because quite often the simplest shots are the most pleasing shots that you'll ever take. And it's interesting, like I said, some of the really complicated light setups and complicated exposures and, you know, mixtures of different things happening to create a particular particular shot is, is can, again, yes, it can produce some fantastic work. But then sometimes something that's a bit less, I suppose, dramatic or over-engineered can look superior and I think that's the thing is that you know as creative we want to try and deliver and we want to try and deliver as much as we can and sometimes we deliver too much and the other time you know we get hung up on the fact too that we need to bring all these elements to life we need to make all hit all these hit all these points and create this image and again it's like I said sometimes that overanalyzing the what needs to be done overthinking and I think that's the thing about overthinking it and it always reminds me of the piece of advice I give people when they when they're going to when they're given a brief to shoot something for a competition or something and that's not to overthink it because like I said a lot of people's default position is they'll go and try and think okay how do I deliver something for the judges which is just going to blow their socks off you know I'll do this and this and this and I'll layer this on this and this and I'll have all these bits and pieces and sometimes what you can result in is is your, I suppose, the story that you're trying to tell or the image that you're trying to create can get lost in all the noise. You've just put too much in there. And I think that's the thing we've all been guilty of at some point, of just over-delivering and giving too much. So sometimes it's worthwhile, like I said, pairing stuff back and not over-analyzing it and not over-delivering it, but just giving something that's really solid, something that you now tells you something about the if it's a brief that you're shooting or if it's if it's the client's asked for something that in particular that you actually deliver something that fits that brief without 
going above and beyond because sometimes, like I said, that can then lead to creating a situation where, like I said, you know, you've got too much information and people are just not sure what 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 you were trying to say or what direction you were trying to go with the image because you've just given them so much. So I think that's really important to think about that overanalyzing or the overthinking of an image. And I do come across photographers quite often that I talk to and they're saying they're trying to plan this shot and they're planning and planning and planning and you go, Did you have you done that photo shoot? Oh not yet. I'm still working on all the elements I need. And sometimes like I said People never actually get to do the shoot because they're just trying to build this picture in their head with all these layers that makes it very difficult to actually do in real life when they'd be better off actually to do the, you know, start off by creating something simple and then adding bits and pieces to it as you need and then work out at what point do you need to stop adding because that's what happens a lot of times is that we over-add stuff to images. So it's really trying to find that sweet point or that sweet spot where you've got just enough information to give the viewer everything they need to know about the subject and the story that you're trying to tell with that image. And again, like I said, we all fall guilty of it at some point. And again, it needs to wind it back. Because the other thing too is sometimes you feel like if you do something and it's fairly simple, some people almost feel like they're cheating the viewer by not having worked hard enough to get the shot but sometimes that's all that's required sometimes it's just a very simple approach a very simple very simple setup can really be super super pleasing to the viewer rather than all this extra stuff that you're trying to I suppose deliver and again we just need to think about things differently and just need to think about not over delivering and just like I said not over complicating stuff I suppose in this particular podcast, the, the, the fifth mistake that I, I think people make, and again, these are purely just my opinions based on my observations and you know, my own personal experiences, is that following what others are doing. So sometimes people will, and, and this happens, I think, particularly when you first start with photography, you'll, you'll be coming, like you'll be looking around and go, oh, I like what they're doing. So you start following what they're doing and kind of replicating that. And then you'll come across somebody else and then you go, oh, I like what they're doing. So then you'll kind of shift gears and you'll start doing what they're doing. And I think the the danger with following other people is, is that you're not growing as a creative yourself. Like if you're just following people and just kind of going with trends and doing stuff, you're not developing your own style. And there's nothing wrong with kick the ball off is to start looking at what other people are doing and then start, you know, kind of, getting the, I suppose, getting your hand in and, and doing something and creating something. But then I think the thing is at some point you've got to make sure that you stop following and you start leading with your own ideas and you start start developing your own style because if you don't, you can, if you, I mean, I suppose it's what the end game is. If you're in photography and you want to remain doing photography and you want to grow as a photographer and you want to actually really, I suppose, challenge yourself as a photographer, then developing your own style is going to be the most you know, one of the most key elements in the overall scheme of things because once you do get to that point where you have developed your own style, then you can then I suppose it gives you that you know creative license to do stuff 
based on how you feel about what you're trying to deliver. And I think people, like said, you know, it's talked about many times on different photo forums and different things about how people can recognise, um, you know, can recognise an artist by the brush strokes or the techniques that they use. And you can definitely recognise photographers by the, the types of sh- shots they take and the, the way they light the shots or the way they kind of, I suppose, combine the elements within the shot that definitely you can start to see people's style come through. And that's important, I think, to let your style come through. And like I said, starting off, don't you know, don't be kind of think, oh, I can't, I can't copy anyone else. Definitely a way to how we all learn. We learn by looking what other people are doing, and then we then we kind of learn that, and then we kind of then adapt that. And I think this is the important thing: is that, but then start to adapt what they're doing, and actually make it yours by changing changing it up and I think once you do that then you'll just get better and better at it that your stuff will be more it, it'll flow from you be more organic it'll be more about what how you feel as a photographer and not how other people are and I, and I do see this quite often with people on Instagram and and the various different social media things where they actually start to kind of follow a trend and they start producing stuff and it's like everyone else that they're chasing these shots that everyone else is doing and using these techniques that everyone else is doing, that all of a sudden you've got all these kind of cloned images that all look kind of like they're coming from the same same you know uh, choir book. They're all singing the same choir, and and again, well, that's not how we are as creatives. Creatives, we're all we're all different. We all see the world differently, and the fact that we see the world differently, it doesn't make any one of us wrong. It just means that we are different. That's the thing, and like. What I like as a photographer and some of the elements that I really enjoy seeing in an image, other people don't like those elements and that's perfectly fine because that's their opinion and they have the stuff that they're passionate about. It's just the same as, you know, I have stuff that I'm passionate about and I'd love to, I suppose, work into images when I can. I mean, I'm, I love, still love black and white. I mean, I cut my teeth growing up as a, as a young photographer in the darkroom and really I just shot black and white and it was more or less out of a kind of a necessity cost-wise because black and white film was cheaper, black and white processing was actually um, easily achievable in a home dark room where colour was a much more complex you know, situation of trying to, to do colour. So typically when I did shoot colour, I'd get that process you know, outside and, and you'd kind of save up to do that. And then, like I said, but I'd shoot a lot of my, I suppose, experimental stuff in black and white because it allowed me to... I suppose, experiment and take risks and not happen to worry about, like, you know, wrecking or ruining a whole roll of film because you've just tried something really different and ended up with no real results. And, I mean, I'm, and that happened many times. Like, you know, I can't, I can't even tell you how many rolls of film that I kind of, I suppose, maybe came away of one, only one or two shots that were keepers that I'd tried all these different things and some of them just worked and some of them just horribly bombed out they just did not work at all and again but that's a part of the learning process that we all kind of have to go through that process of just experimenting and like I said and that's how you find that that's how you be yourself and that's how you stop I suppose following people and, and what other people are doing and again I can't kind of stress more you know for more people to try and find out who they are as a photographer and try and find your own style and I think like I said even though we're calling these five mistakes that photographers make they're really I suppose not mistakes, they're actually really a part of the learning process. You know, if you don't make mistakes, 
how do you learn? And I think this is how we do learn. You know, a lot of people learn stuff by doing something, making a mistake and failing, and then going back and going, I failed. Why did I fail? And then working out why they failed and then go, okay, I won't make that mistake again because it resulted in a ruined picture. It didn't actually work out. didn't give me what I was trying to create. And I think that's a really important lesson to learn is that it's perfectly okay to make mistakes and there's nothing wrong with it. I think sometimes when we hear the word mistake, I think it's automatically conjures up the, I suppose, it's something negative. You know, if you make a mistake, that's something bad. But think about mistakes as being actually something good, something that actually helps you grow as a photographer, helps you work out what, you know, you can do better. And like I said, so if you remember, if you never made any mistakes and you played the real safe game and you didn't take risks, you know, you're going to have, I suppose, photography that's at a particular level. But if you're really passionate about growing your photography and getting it to another level, then definitely mistakes will actually be your friend. So even though we say, you know, this podcast, I've started off by saying, let's look at five mistakes photographers made. Well, maybe that should have been, title should be, let's look at five lessons, how we can learn as photographers from these practices. So again, on this episode, started off by saying, believing that better gear will make you a better photographer. And again, my personal opinion is that's not, that's not the case. Not believing in yourself, that's one of the, like I said, that's that's always hard. Like you, you really, it's something all of us work on, I think. And you continue to work on because, like I said, self-doubt can creep into the creative you know, field very, very quickly. So you really do have to kind of think about it. Comparing yourself to other photographers. And I think that's the, again, you know, benchmarking yourself against other people is not a great thing. Always just benchmark yourself against where you've come from and how you've grown as a photographer over-analyzing what's needed in a photo shoot. Again, don't overthink stuff. Don't make it more complex than it needs to be. Think about a photo shoot, how I can strip it back. How can I actually do this and get a result doing the simplest possible process or the simplest possible setup? Think about that, just peeling it right back, coming back to basics. And again, you know, the last one was, you know, following what others are doing. Again, you know, try and be, I suppose, a leader, not a follower. And again, nothing wrong with this, you know, that position of starting off being, looking at what other people are doing, being curious, but then always with the intent that you're going to then go off to the side track and you're going to go and kind of expand on that and you're going to try and, I suppose, make it your own. So, so I hope this episode of Focus has really got you thinking about maybe where you are as a photographer and some of the things that you've done and how you've been able to use those to benefit your photography, how you've been able to actually use it to grow as a photographer. And we love to hear your comments as always. So on any of our socials, if you want to leave us any comments and maybe comment how you grew as a result of working out what you were doing and how you could do it better, then just throw us a comment on one of our socials. Look, until next time, this is Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Enjoy your photography, and we'll talk again real soon. See ya.